Fucking teenagers, the show where we subject Gossip Girl and other shows, uh, but today Gossip Girl to a level of scrutiny they definitely deserve. And, and not that much longer, I might add. I know, um, it's sad. I'm sad, aren't you, Ryan? That's I Ryan Sheely. And I'm I'm sad because I actually thought I, I had forgotten um that this was a short season. This final season of Gossip Girl is a is a half season. Um we only have Oh five. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I don't know that I didn't realize that you were the first one uh, that, that I, you're hearing this for the first time now. Like this is not. I mean, Matt is a professional actor, but this is an honest reaction. Um, there are only five episodes of Gossip Girl remaining, ever. That's interesting. Oh, that changes kind of everything, doesn't it? it? Changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. It's. Um, I, I. I think this is after- the Gossip Girl revelation that will change everything. It will change everything. I mean, it will if you are, um, you know, if you are a devoted listener of this show and yet don't like really follow entertainment news that closely. This is like, I mean, so if it's like you and me and maybe like Amanda and Kat, this is like a revelation. <laughs> um, and and everyone else, the, the uh, life goes on. Um, but yeah, this is we, you know, this is like things have accelerated rapidly you know we we thought this was kind of a, a slow victory lap a slow one last spin around the toilet bowl uh, <laughs> slow, uh luxuriously but no i mean this is just being you know just sucked away uh like a, like uh like a space toilet um i mean we are almost done here uh and i think that we're i mean i, th- I think especially with this um last arc i mean we're covering about three episodes i think i think three gossip girl episodes yeah. uh, have passed since uh, our last uh tft um we have to- forgive me forgive me listeners i've said it. it's been three gossip girls since <laughs> Um, and so we're we're catching up. Uh, what what appears to be the um, essentially the uh, end of the the Vita Man and uh, Parsley arc because uh, it seems like and we'll we'll kind of um, I don't know Parsley up. Parsley is too I mean in in some sense is too good. I was actually thinking about that uh, as I was as I was climbing the stairs uh, to the um, <laughs> podcast to your podcast tower <laughs> to my garret. To my, you know, <laughs> your panopticon. <laughs> um, to uh, you know, is is um, I, Gossip Girl brings on uh, guest stars or new people into the world uh, from time to time, and th- they always purport to be there to change everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, capital C, capital E, change everything. But, um, but mm-hmm. then always are kind of there to reestablish the, uh, the existing bonds. I mean, the lava lamp of society cycles round, cools, you know, reforms into a gelatinous blob, and then, you know, bubbles, bubbles upward again. Yeah. Uh, the, the same color it's as always it always was. Sphere. It's like it breaks apart, but then it's always a sphere, and that sphere may be at a like higher or lower 
lower level, but it's, it, there's some kind of a, um, a a set kind of default setting that things reset to. Even right. even if they are like there are variations in in temperature or position within the lamp, the same basic shape uh, remains. And so um, I was wondering. I mean, I was wondering about parsley this time, and. Um and yeah, and and wonder. I mean, we have parsley and we have chivy, right? Which sounds like chives too. So, so yeah, it's uh, in this the is an excellent baked gotten, potato. It's gotten very, very like spicy, very, very well seasoned, right? <laughs> this is yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, we're halfway to a very good baked potato here. <laughs> but let's um, but let's. I mean, let's consider this because yeah, here's, here's is the potato. <laughs> here's the thing that got me about this. This episode was was just constantly harping on the issue of age, right? Like from Absolutely. from Absolutely. Uh, Parsley saying to Vitaman at the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, now I I shouldn't be or I'm I should be the only teenager in the house or, or words to that effect. I think something like like you know you, you something like you don't yeah. It's either the only teenager in the house or, um, well, it looks like you'll be taking two teenagers to the cotillion. Oh, right, right? yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. Right. that. And, then, and then with her also parsley going on at the model, uh, the you know very youthful model about how she looks old, right, compared to, um, uh, compared to uh, her, I guess. Um, right, yes, yes, exactly. Um, you know, right. lesser, so right, really let's call her, let's right? call her, so let's call her social, social kind of aging, right? That, 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 um, especially because the model, I believe is a contemporary of, um, Serena and, um, and, and, uh, and Blair's, right? It was either a, like a, one of, um, Blair's Columbia classmates from when they pretended like she was going to college, uh, or was, or was another Constance, um, minion, um, I forgot. I forget which one Jessica was. I believe Jessica was introduced at, uh, at Columbia, but I could be mistaken. Right. But yeah, that that so the same age can be simultaneously too young and 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 uh, too too old. Right. Um, so what, what do you think is going on there? What's, and then uh, what, oh, I just I want to put one more star into this constellation, sure, sure. which is that um, which is uh, uh, oh god, I forget her freaking name, Michelle Trachtenberg. Georgina. Georgina, right? Saying at the end of it, uh, uh, it's like, like like gradually like. Every memory of Gossip Girl is being erased already, and it's, by the time it ends, it's as if it never existed at all. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I want to call Parsley. I want to call her Lesser Nips from uh, U.S. Skins. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, she was on U.S. Skins. Yeah, and uh, she was the she was, less Nips. Yeah, wasn't she Nips? I mean, the, I the Nips so. the Nips equivalent. Um, anyway, so I, uh, I I mean I didn't really watch that show, so uh, I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't guess. I'm going to get well actually, mercilessly, probably, but that's fine. So let's. Um, uh, yeah, she, uh, all of the avid fans of U.S. skins. <laughs> Georgina saying, uh, I'm enjoying being 16 again, or I forgot how much I, I liked being 16, you know, as she grabs a, uh, you know, as she grabs a square jawed escort and, you know, heads off to do her dirty work. Um, so it's like teenagerhood is, is, is it a state of mind? Like, where does it, where does teenage. Teenagehood come from? Uh, I guess is my is it would be it would be my question, right? Is it um, is it what what combination of of self determined uh, that is like Georgina saying I am a teenager, um, you know I get to be a teenager or now. Nate Nate saying this is a little too high school for me. To, yeah, exactly. uh, that was the other one. That was the other one that um, um, that that crossed my mind as right. well. Um, that and that was like his kind of kiss off to. Um, 
to to parsley sage um and and that that was like what led me to believe that at least that the main arc at least those romantic arcs are done but i do think that like um you know parsley will stay around as now another like you know along with chivy like another like war machine threatening to like just destroy the upper east side right like i think that they're just setting up all these like you know all these like i I just view them as like kind of spinning tops with spikes on them that are going to start just you know like we have georgina uh uh chivy and 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 uh and, and Sage, and hopefully a few others that will just start careening around and bouncing off of each other and reforming and um, possibly tearing this apart from both within and without in right. ways that it hasn't before because it has to end, right? And and so I, the question is whether it will just re-end and the lava lamp will reset or whether it will explode finally and burst um, in a grand, uh, some some kind of um, cataclysmic event. Right. Oh, you know who, do you know who the one of the last... Um, uh, war machines to return or to be reintroduced will be what Jenny. <laughs> yeah, well, we know she's coming back because yeah, there were exactly, and 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 I just somehow believe that she will not. Uh, something leads me to believe that she will not be returning in a pro order. Uh, she's not <laughs> a candidate uh, in, in a member of the pro order political party. Right, she's lifting up the shirt of society to show the duct tape nipples of you know uh, <laughs> disruption, of, of anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's interesting, and I, I mean there were pictures on the internet of like her on the set filming, and and I, I don't mean to be catty, but like girlfriend has done some hard living, uh, <laughs> you know, between then it, and now. It was pretty reckless. <laughs> um, the the interesting thing, yeah, I mean the interesting thing you're talking about the kind of the ends of these a lot of these relationships, and the interesting thing to me was the kind of, and I, I have to assume it's self conscious because at the, at this level these these writers are usually very good. Um, uh, are uh, like the the patterning and the kind of the the duplication in the patterns because you had this sort of Dan Ivy Rufus um, triangle sort of mirroring the uh, Serena Sage Stephen mm. uh, triangle. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's you know it's uh, uh, Ivy is a contemporary or Chivy I should say is a is a contemporary of Dan's. Uh, well. Oh, go on! But I have one more triangle to add. So we have a triangle of triangles. The same uh, way. The same way that. Um, oh, also Serena, Stephen, uh, Lily. I guess. Yes. Also. Oh, then, and then I have another one, which is, um, which is Bart, Blair, uh, Chuck, um, as well. Uh, which I because th- I think that, and then and there's also a, a Lily one as a, a Bart, Lily, Chuck as well. Right. right. So there are a lot of spinning triangles going around but go on so sorry i interrupted your thought so right i i mean and these these sort of go in two ways but it's we've been talking we, or, i don't know if we've been talking or if we talked in the last time about a kind of like mix up of the generations being you know mm. being like uh typical of what this this show does what it's doing and um i is uh, lily as much as admits how ineffectual the parenting is in Gossip Girl or the kind of like backseat role the parents say in these shows when she says to Serena, like, it doesn't matter what I say, you're going to marry him if you want to marry him, uh, you know, in their uh, mother daughter, right? There's no, they're gaming that conversation out. It's, it's, Lily agrees and Serena does what she wants, or Lily disagrees and Serena does what she wants anyway. You know what I mean? Right. There's no, there's no uh, sort of branch of that tree where, 
Lily makes a damn bit of difference. And that's, I mean, that's kind of always been the case in, right. in Gossip Girl, because though they are, uh, though the, the fucking teenagers are responding to forms of authority, they're not responding to the parental form of authority. And, right. uh, oh, and, and in part because the parents aren't parenting. Right. <laughs> that, sure. That there's, like, because, like, authority is not just power, right? Pa- authority, um, you know, citing, you know, uh, uh, political scientist John Ruggie that we've talked about before. Uh, you know, authority is power fused with legitimate social purpose. Right. Right. And so that, um, you know, the only parent who had uh, authority of some kind for some time was Rufus, right? Because he had some amount of legitimacy uh, and moral authority. And that's, you know, been, um, been, been snuggled under the Afghan of, of, of grossness um, <laughs> with, with Chivy. Um, and so that, yeah, that's like the last shred of a parental authority, but Lily never really had it right. That Lily um, is, 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 is really interesting to see Lily. I mean, especially like Lily with, Without Rufus um, and Lily out of uh, house arrest is like, you know, she is always moving just about the Upper East Side, right? That, that, uh, she she's always running into somebody while shopping or having lunch, and, it, and in some ways, it is a very um, interesting depiction of what a you know a, a woman, a, you know, a, a kind of the older generation of the. Um, uh, the Upper East Side is doing, right? Not even pretending to, like, go to school or have a job, right? That, that That's the difference between adulthood and non-adulthood, is that, like, as a non-adult, you, you like, pretend to... Um, play by the external things that society that is expected of, right. of someone of your cohort and then once you reach adulthood um you know once once you are you know that in the upper east side mommy and daddy business means just doing the same teenage stuff but then not having to pretend like you're doing any other yeah like uh, like you give things. a shit about your sat scores or, or something right, like right that. right 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 and it's it, and you know because like you you serve on the boards of um like various charities uh, and things like that, but that just all that does is that you are professionally going to these parties uh, that are the you know the the cl- the climax of every single episode, right? So, so you are doing this, you are doing this professionally, and there aren't really any other. It, it, it's it's becoming like almost the fullest extension of what it is, and so it's not a more mature thing, but it's just less encumbered by pretense. Sure. Um, that's very is, yeah. I mean, that's very interesting. Less encumbered by uh, by pretense, right? Like the pretense that you uh, you are subject to these external discourses of uh, you know of order and authority, right? Right. Um, which is why, by the way, um, the the kind of the importation of federal law of like an embargo against the Sudan. <laughs> yeah, I, it kind of rings. rings, yeah. should, rings. We should, we, should we talk about that? Should we? Should we talk about that? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think we should talk about that a little bit because it rings false to me because um, it's a discourse that is not even orthogonal. It's a discourse that is skew to the to the kind of important discourses. Um, uh, of Gossip Girl because it it brings in sort of internationalism yeah, right, yeah, yeah. in a way that does not uh, and it brings in the uh, like a federal legal discourse that is to say a, a legal discourse that goes beyond the sort of New York bubble you know the sort of cremaster yeah. field of yeah. you know my my uncle is is a is a, is a captain on the force and can you know I called my guy and he fixed it all um, yeah so honestly it's, it's you it's imagine really these guys have they have guys in Washington too you know what I mean. 
mean? Right? Sure. Like, but, 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 I, but I think it is about – it does go to the sphere of like international relations, right? That there are um, – you know, because there is a – there were sanctions or there was an embargo. There was some kind of larger – like it, it wasn't just about influencing – you know, it's it's almost when it interfaces with one state, it still kind of can fit within um, the worldview of of this of this political system, in that there will like be some way to kind of penetrate the the formal organs of the state in the way that you were saying, or through um, Nate's cousin um, being being a congressman. But once we get into you know, we've talked I'll a lot penetrate about- your formal organs. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, well, well, well played. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, so once, uh, but once you kind of move to an international system, in some ways, that the the uh, it's it's interesting that like the world of Gossip Girl and the political system of Gossip Girl actually accommodates the notion of a international system of states less well than it, it, it integrates with a just any given state on its own, right? So that. Um, in sure, sure, ways, sure. New it, York, New York, Paris, New York, Prague, right. New exactly. York, you know, New York, Monte Carlo, right? Right, exactly. So, and even the deals in, under which this was and made. And actually, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, uh, but those are not states, right? Those are like metropolises. And well, so exactly. it's. Right. And they're, and they're networked, right? That, 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 um, that all of the people who flow through these nodes, um, the, uh, you know, Dubai is, is another one and was the kind of pivotal one in sure. the season, right? Um, uh, that, you know, that the, the real thing is that these people are of a kind of similar, um, you know, a similar elk uh, of it, you know, the, the transatlantic, uh, syncretic hipsterati of, of some kind or another. Right. Um, and, and so in this case, right, where we have the, um, you know, part of where the, the Sudanese oil comes from is, um, is, is, uh, is Bart's relationship with this, um, with this family that, you know, uh, are hanging out in Dubai, but conveniently are Sudanese nationals. Right. Um, and in some ways it's, it's like, uh, that this is just this conven- this inconvenience that these are are people they are uh, of the same ilk of the same of the same type um, so why wouldn't they do mutually beneficial uh, deals um, and so I think that that right so it's, it's interesting that you know so on the one hand in like the the moral view uh, I mean I guess there's two ways to interpret this either like because those connections have higher standing as as a peer group and as a um as a as a organizing social and political system than any given state of course like bart bass follows that rather than the law but then also there's a question of whether it's relevant to talk about like ethics at all with respect to um the man who died and came back um <laughs> and then uh so there's so that's one pin and then i think another interesting piece of this is as you were saying um in terms of like the alienness of this i mean i loved when um the the, uh, the Chuck's informant here, which I believe was like the daughter of of the sheik or whatever that who, uh, that that uh, Bart is friends with their family. You know, she sort of says, um, uh, you know, she says, "Well, we are Sudanese," and uh, and and says this as if this like the, of the importance of this is apparent. And Chuck says, "You know, you'll have to you'll have to forgive me. I'm I'm a little out of touch on my uh, on on international affairs, right? Right? Which is like amazing. And I, I think it's, I mean, so it shows in a way." on the part of the writers that um, you know that that rather than 
I mean, it shows that this is not a, a, a lazily written show, right? That a lazily, lazy writing show would have Chuck, you know, know that, you know, do a, the Chuck complete the sentence, right? That when Chuck, right. in, in the areas uh, in which Chuck is well-versed, he picks up thoughts mid-sentence, right? And teases out the broader implications and thinks several steps ahead. And so it was really interesting to see this domain in which um, he was uh, ignorant. That it was somehow outs... It was either, you know, outside of his scope or, again, so irrelevant that, like, uh, you know, oh, please, he was, like, indulging her. Please tell me about international affairs uh, as if it matters. Right. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, it is it is interesting. Um, I think there's another piece that kind of this discussion uh, uh, that, that this plot line made me think of, and I'd love to, to hear your take on, because uh, I don't oh, think sorry, we've really... you know what? I want to do another one. Steven... Do, Ser- do. Steven Serena Nate is another is another yes. triangle. You know, I actually like as, as so yeah, many of these. You know what? I want to re- I want to return to this, but uh, let's stick a pin in that um, and and continue down the path you want to go down. Sorry, I interrupted. What were you saying? No, no, it's on the uh, agenda. So um, I think that the other the other interesting thing about uh, the Chuck plotline is something that's a recurrent um, structure in the show, but one I haven't. I don't know that we've actually even. Um, discussed uh, is is that this is another instance of a trope within Gossip Girl of the Chuck secret mission, right? That Chuck, it, it seems like over the course of the show, Chuck has spent most of his uh, pl- independent plot lines, um, um, you know, on some kind of a mission in which he's investigating some uh, some some mysterious doing, whether it's and off, a lot of them are relating to his father and understanding his, his very distant father. But it is this, you know, Chuck as as detective of some kind. And it wasn't there. I feel like there was one this one time where like there was like um, I mean he he was at various times tracking down his mother. Right. Um, there was like, wasn't there like a like shadowy prostitution ring with like the weird like arm tattoos at one point in time? Right. Uh, several seasons ago. Yeah, the that, floating the floating brothel, right? Where oh no, there's there's a shadowy prostitution ring and a floating brothel, and Bart was mixed up in both somehow, right? Exactly, and and there are also again involved in these Chuck quests. Um, and then the most recent one is the Chuck quest to destroy his uh, father, um, and is also the quest that is again like many other quests, kind of a reason, yet another reason why he can't be with Blair, right? And I think that that, that itself was a thing that. Um, uh, that Dan was kind of fo- fixating on in this episode I was trying to draw attention to the fact that um, Chuck that that in some ways these quests. So I think the the Humphrey theory of the Chuck quest is that um, is that it, it it exists as a procrastination device. Is that the quest um, substitutes for commitment of some kind, and there will always be quests um, because that is the that that chase is um, is 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 in some ways the antidote to the fear of, of stopping a search, right? And so that, um, you know, Humphrey kind of puts out that Chuck will always be chasing something, always be trying to solve the next mystery or going on a secret mission um, and, and will never um, make good on, on the promise Blair. But I don't know are, are, if I, I'm interested to hear whether you find that theory plausible or if there are other theories of the of the Chuck quest and its kind of social and narrative functions. I have, yeah, I mean, I have one. We've talked about, 
about Bart Bass as being sort of not old money, you know, um, like like Lily comes from a long line of of women who have, uh, and you know, it's kind of figured as a, a matriarchal line uh, from Cece to Lily to Serena, right? Um, not to not to Eric, right? I, right in like a in a real uh, feudal aristocracy, Serena would be married off, and Eric would inherit. Right. You know, uh, but like this, this sort of this sort of matriarchal line, and there's a certain amount of like legitimacy that 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 comes with that. Um, Bart like made his money. You know, he he works. Oh, uh, ditto ditto. Actually, the kind of matriarchal line of Eleanor to Blair, right? But um, like Bart, the money is associated with a man, with the activities of a man, and not with just being the possession of a woman, the estate, right? He he worked it. He uh, like worked for it and got it. Um, I think a couple episodes ago, Blair like talks about like, oh, I've been working like a farmhand, you know, like and Bart really did work like a farmhand, you know, not not toiling in the fields, but, you know, toiling in the the cubicle farm or whatever, you know, however he came up showing real estate as a young man. I I forget what exactly we know about his history. Um, But like this is this is somehow incompatible with the the worldview of like we don't. Oh, I'm thinking of a, a a conversation between in Downton Abbey season two between Lady Mary and the newspaper editor that she is about to but doesn't marry, right? Like, right. Uh, uh, you know, well, I guess we'll buy paintings. Oh no, my kind doesn't buy paintings. We have them. You, you have you know? them. Right? Like, them, right? We don't yeah, make, yeah. yeah, we don't make money. We we have money, but Bart Bass has made money, which is why by the don't have money you have wealth right, right? Uh, yeah. yeah 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 exactly and and barbas has money which is why he is by the way subject to things like the the 2008 uh financial crisis and sort of real estate meltdown like meltdown mm-hmm. in the in the uh like credit markets and whatnot for for real estate which is why i mean which is the reason given in this most recent episode for why he turned to you know i don't know shady shady oil dealings so like there isn't like Chuck, Chuck's. If if these other women are sort of pillars of society, right? Um, Chuck, Chuck is sort of st- standing on quicksand, you know. And it's, huh. it, but it's huh. like it's uh, because he doesn't have um, that sense of like we just have, we just possess. You know, Chuck is new money relative to the Vander Woodsons, named to, you know, named to echo the original Dutch aristocracy of New Amsterdam, right? So, right, 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 so. Right. So he's got to. I mean, so like the the the. So kind of- a bass. So a bass like a um like a shark dies if it stops moving. Basically. Right. Well, sure, right, and he, but he's got to. He's also there's this this absence, you know, at the center of the bass identity, right? Right. And like there's no there's no there there. Sure, uh-huh. and he's got to. He's sort of like continually interrogating mm-hmm. that, and it's kind of it's very American actually yeah. because uh-huh. like a lot of these stories, a lot of these stories of like uh, American identity, American sort of um, hero quest stories of like, and and the one that comes to mind for no particular reason, whatever, right now is is Thomas Pynchon's Mason Dixon, where <laughs> Mister Mason and Mister Dixon are establishing the uh, the Mason Dixon line, and they sort of discover slavery. You know what I mean? Being the kind of being the sort of core sin, the core like unpardonable black heart uh, at the center of America. Uh, Faulkner actually works this way a lot, also where. 
where it's it's something to do with like slavery or race or miscegenation or you know um something like that at the at the the center of this thing and so like chuck he he can't ever stop investigating because the only answer the only real answer to his investigation is that there is no answer you know there is no right you can't you can't get to the bottom of it there is no bottom it's turtles all the way down with chuck and it's uh you know and and so anyway for what it's worth that's my theory of the kind of the the sort of restlessness i think it's built in to i think it's built into the way the way uh this world is sort of coded and the way his character is built oh and that's fascinating because like i think the other kind of um like you know analog in um you know, in some ways, the other analog in kind of American identity and American studies that might be useful here is is like is the idea of the frontier, right? And there's there's a large literature in American studies and American history on like a very much a, a frontier thesis that this nature of this you know moving frontier and this kind of open border that moves westward, um, it, you know, is very much defines the um, American uh, character. And there's been a lot of like criticism and responses, and uh, it's, it's kind of a fruitful literature in American studies from what I know. But I think what's interesting is that for like Chuck, this this moving frontier is within, is at the core of his identity. Right. And uh and and so uh he's you know that this um you know I'm Chuck Bass is usually this um you know, self-evident, you know, uh, answer to who are you? Well, well, I'm Chuck Bass. Um, and yet that question and answer cycle is, is the heart of the continuous, uh, of, of the ever, uh, everlasting Chuck quest. Right. Yeah, but so it's I, think, great. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's really great because there, you know, there is no answer to that question or rather the answer, right. the answer is the, uh, a personal assertion an assertion of will, you know what I mean? Right. The answer is right. sort of like right. the projection right. of will into the void and that's right. what you know that's what chuck bass is and and right. that's i mean that sort of accounts for some of the weaknesses of his yeah. his character um that that we've sort of identified you know yeah. what i mean like he was he was better he and blair were better when they were free artists of themselves when right. they were sort of uh when they were more jenny like you know what i mean when they when they were like you know i don't know lifting the shirt of propriety to reveal the duct tape nipples of anarchy uh right. again right. and again and again or you know uh yeah 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 exactly and like the the fact that the fact that like at the end it's like eleanor is coming back to restore propriety you know Mm -hmm. shows that Mm -hmm. blair is in the blair is in the wrong game i mean she's tried she's tried and failed at this you know at this sort of social legitimacy thing and you know she and chuck belong together uh yeah you know as the opening act for the pretty reckless or something like that <laughs> well, and I mean, it's also, I mean, there's a lot of different, it's interesting. I have several different directions to go, and both are um, prominent serialized uh, TV series of the last decade. So, one is that, you know, there, you know, that I think that one thing to kind of um, note is that as this last arc winds up, there will be a question of like, of what is the business in which uh, Chuck and Blair ought to be right and and you know it's a, that you know that they're like you say you know she's not uh, you know blair is not meant to be in the clothing business um and, and 
and you know Chuck is not really meant to be in the hotel business. In some ways, they're both in the in the empire business, right? To take a a, a quote and an idea from uh, from Breaking Bad um, and from the most recent season of Breaking Bad, where Walt White says that he's not in the meth business; he's in the empire business. And and and, and there's I think some interesting actual. Uh, that and um, that we could we could go down, but I don't know if you're. A, I actually don't know if you're a Breaking Bad viewer or not. But there's like some interesting resonances with what, how how you described um, Chuck Bass with uh, the character of Walt White and yeah. and a lot of what is set up um, in in um, in Breaking Bad, uh, and that's a show that really is set on the kind of um, further much further out on the actual American frontier and and is in the real actual ongoing frontier space between the United States um, and Mexico. We're going to have um, so to do, I mean, it's not fucking teenagers. It'll probably be a special overthinking an episode, but we'll, we, we have to do maybe like recaps of that, of the last season of Breaking Bad, yeah. uh, the last half season when it, when it happens. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, Hey, Walt, Walt Jr. is a teenager. So, uh, <laughs> so that tick that off. Uh, but then the other, the other piece that kind of is uh, also kind of connects interestingly to this notion of the um, the kind of the Chuck quest and how it relates to like especially the American national identity and character is actually and this idea of like projecting self and the individual into the void um, is is actually is Jack Bauer um, oddly enough <laughs> and, and that uh, and and again and you know as the especially as the uh, viewing in the uh, twenty four not just in one. Um, season uh, or you know in one day of Jack Bauer's life but as sort of the grand arc of this series um, you know that one of the um, I mean one of the interesting things about uh, 24 as the whole series uh, unravels is that there uh, or it goes forward is that there are deeper and deeper conspiracies at the heart of uh, of like you know the the American system and 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 there is kind of backstabbing on backstabbing on backstabbing um, and uh, and and Jack Bauer is always this kind of individual this kind of righteous um, individual that is is kind of um, put counter to these institutions that are that are rotten out, right? That there are formal again um, these 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 formal um, organs of, of power that are already um, uh, that are always already penetrated, um, and Jack Bauer is kind of slicing through them and these crisscrossing um, missions that go onward, uh, and and I think that um, and, and so I think that and that nature of that mission of and of the of the Jack quest uh, is uh, very is kind of a close cousin of the Chuck quest right. uh, in a way. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I mean, it's very, it's very American, right? The idea, I mean, the idea that this sort of great economic prosperity of, of, uh, you know, the nation that the kind of the, the so-called American exceptionalism is like, is built on slavery. You know what I mean? Is like built on this huge, uh, it got a huge kickstart. It, it was the most successful Kickstarter campaign in history. <laughs> Right. Because uh, ma- many, you know, 60 million, right, like uh, Africans were made to to give their lives for the. Uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, for our each target, if you if you donate five, five thousand. <laughs> Like you, you get like uh, you get one name naming rights for one state in the union. <laughs> if you bring uh, you know like one million Africans, you get like rum and Bibles, right? Sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the 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 Kickstarter triangle trade. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, you know, so and this is this is something that's that's encoded. I mean, we talked about Faulkner, and we talked about some of these novels, and like that. Uh, and then, like, to marry this with the idea of the frontier, it's something that's encoded in the the idea of the Western. And it's something that I've talked about either on this podcast or the Overthinking podcast uh, before. That you know, America, the sort of civilization, American civilization, or civilization at the frontier. And part of the thing about self identity, the self identity of American civilization, is that it's always at the frontier. Um, mm-hmm. Right, rests on the actions of a cowboy who is uh, who is necessary for perpetuating civilization, but who, by virtue of his very actions, his very necessary actions, is uh, necessarily <laughs> excluded from hmm. it. You yeah. know, and so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so if you watch like oh, John Ford westerns, if you watch like My Darling Clementine, or, or any of them, even the like the dark gritty western revival of the the um, uh, what the nineties, right? Like, uh, it's. Um, they ride out of town at the end, you know, mm-hmm. and like that famous last shot. Was well, the Dark Knight in that way as sure. well? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that that is to say, this is a big, this is a big trope in 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 American literature, and like, yeah, the Dark Knight is part of it. Uh, Jack Bauer. Um, Jack Bauer Chuck, is and, part of it, and Chuck Bass. I think we've nicely identified. Um, so this yeah, is, yeah. Is the yeah. I mean, right? He's the Upper East Side cowboy, you know, or, yeah, or sort yeah. of, um, you know, or he's the kind of necessary, you know, he's the kind of necessary agent. But then, you know what? So is I mean, so is Bart, right? You, right. you know, you you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall, right? Like you want that Sudanese oil because the alternative is you stop driving. You know, the right. alternative. You know, the alternative is like you turn off your iPod and don't listen to any more TFT um, TFT podcasts. So, like you know, yeah. the, the the perpetuation uh, of this this right. system. I- like either you have the Sudanese oil or you're Sudan. Like, there, and there are no, there's no in between, right? Right. Like either either we make these these like these these dirty bargains um, and 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 build upon them, um, or uh, or or there's nothing, right? Um, and and you never it's 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 a stark. It, there are just two kind of paths, and and also like because we are America, because Bart Bass is American, and and. American in the particular way that he is, of course he is going to um, trade the uh, um, Sudanese oil. Uh, I mean, I think what's interesting is that we could probably like identify. Like, I, I imagine I was talking to somebody. I forget who I was talking to. Uh, some, another friend who watches. Uh, the show, and it, it sure seems like the writers in the writers' room had a dartboard with like all of these like morally reprehensive uh, sources of like large capital on the dartboard. And they just threw it, and it hit like you know it missed Nazi gold and hit um and and and, uh, and hit Sudanese oil. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, it may as well be like conflict diamonds or something. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure conflict diamonds. Uh, uh, Actually, yes, yeah, Serena's Serena's would be engagement ring is a conflict diamond, probably, right? Or Blair's, you know, around her neck. Again, I mean, maybe they're the more guilt-free, like colonialism diamonds, right? <laughs> like, um, or uh, you know, who knows uh, what else? Yeah, uh, what else there is? Uh, it, I mean, yeah, I don't know if there are really conflict-free diamonds. I think cr- the creation of the value of diamonds uh, entails uh, some kind of conflict, uh, yeah. right? It's 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 all it's. It, it like it, it's, it's I guess this kind of gets back to the Sudanese oil thing. It's like every single commodity is a conflict commodity. But <laughs> sure, insofar as it's a commodity, and more than one person wants it, right? Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. 
and 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 the getting of it and the having of surplus is going to entail either you know conflict, some combination of conflict, expropriation, um, and, or uh, or exploitation. Man, when did we become these Marxist teenagers? Right? These <laughs> fucking Marxists, like. <laughs> uh, yeah. So can we go back to can we go back to like to to uh, teenager fucking? I mean, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think unless other- you want to, I mean, unless you want to push, push, you know, uh, farther down the hole. Well, I, I think if we just keep, keep teenagers turning- of the world unite, you have nothing to lose, but your prophylactics. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we keep st- turning the steering wheel to the left. We'll get, we'll get back, right? <laughs> <laughs> the lava lamp will, lamp will reset, uh, and 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 we'll we'll be back. It, it's, uh, yeah, we'll be back where we where we need to be. So, well, which of the other triangles do you want to jump? Oh, you know, we're, we we now apparently we have a lava lamp fr- filled with triangles, and so which of the <laughs> uh, which of the, the triangles do you want to bubble up uh, to the top next? Well, I want to. I mean, I want to talk about a couple things having having to do with these. One is one is that. That, um, actually, let me let me uh, let me try to draw a line between what we're what we've been talking about and and the the you know perpetual motion of teenager fucking that happens in Gossip Girl, right? Sure. Um, certain of these certain of these sex acts are figured as traumatic, right? Mm. And the the whole show kind of actually rests on the initial one being uh, Serena and Nate. Um, right. Because that's the one that destroyed some kind of. Um, that's the one that turned on the lava lamp, right? That um, uh, be, because before that it was like a lava lamp in a museum that was set up. All the pieces were there, and it was as it was to be. Right. Um, well, and, and the, the, the association, the association the- of the early seasons of. Gossip Girl with uh, the Met Steps, right? Like, right. it was a kind of temple of Dendur, right? That, like, uh, was just sort of set up and would stand for all time, you know, for aesthetic appreciation rather than being a, rather than being a sort of dynamic, uh, you know, place, a temple. Right, 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 right. Where there are so, sacrifices. Yeah. So go on. Yeah, so um, go on to the, like, so starting with this kind of first so traumatic I just, Yeah, I want to I wanna draw no, so a line between I think the... that, though, I think you, you want to call it, like, a sex event rather than a sex act. Because, like, an act is, like, replicable, right? But we're, what we're really talking about is, is um, like, these these critical junctures, these critical sex junctures. Sure, there are... <laughs> yeah, there are nodes, I mean, sort of branching nodes along the, you know what I mean, along the, the tree, right? Um, what, what do you call them? Uh, path dependent. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's uh, so in in the kind of historical sociology that talks about path dependencies is these these nodes are called critical junctures. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. These really are the critical sex junctures. Well, I just uh, I want to I want to draw a line between the sort of. Um, uh, between the sexual trauma, if you will, of these critical sex jun- junctures and the social trauma uh, or the sociological trauma of of something like Sudanese oil, you know what I mean? The, or mm-hmm. the, the kind of the the association of mm-hmm. of uh, Chuck and Chuck Bass or Chuck Bass's parentage with this, like it's actually his parentage, right? right. Like the um, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's the mystery of his parentage and like the the yeah. uh, all the hookers, all the prostitutes are. Um, uh, sorry, I shouldn't call them hookers. They're not streetwalkers. They're you know prostitutes. They're they're whores, not hookers. Um, right? Are all like substitute figures for his mother, and he sort of kind of keeps penetrating into this yonic darkness of his own parentage. Right? Like, and at that, you know, um, at that that sort of 
that that actual uh, critical sex juncture of Chuck Bass's parentage, like at that, like the the sort of the historical, the social, the legal, and the sexual personal sexual discourses all seem to sort of combine. And yeah, so, like well, so- and I think just to. to- put a point on that it, it comes back to a word that we were talking about earlier is the dual meaning of the of the idea of legitimacy right so that because you know in addition to political legitimacy there is you know one of the other most common um uses of the word le- legitimacy is in identifying an error and and uh, legitimate offspring right and uh with the contrast being like a bastard child whose sure. parentage is not known right and so that i think you're absolutely right that this kind of one of the roles of this kind of um you know sex trauma uh, or you know critical sex juncture uh, in this case is about the question of legitimacy right um yeah and yeah 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 and so That's, right and yeah. so like uh, so a couple of them right the the original serena nate one was referenced in this episode and then the one the rhyming one the serena dan um you know uh dan you know penetrating in her into her yonic darkness um while uh, <laughs> after blair had chosen chuck but dan didn't i mean it gets it, it the empire state building right like it's all uh yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, it's all sort of it's all sort of tied in there. But the the well, one- and and then there's also and that one of the other ones uh, had a shadow here as well. Was the um was Chuck Jenny right? Um, right, yeah, and that, that kind of really- and that was the one in the Empire State Building um, episode, right? So the, these these are these events keep kind of differentiating the cremaster field, right? And pulling it apart and, and articulating it. Um, yeah, and actually, I mean, like, the, the fact that it's, it's these sort of sex triangles, I mean, they are in themselves sort of smaller recapitulations of the cremaster field, right? Usually with, like, yeah. a parent figure and two child figures, but who are, like, kind of sexually related to the parent figure, yeah. right? And yeah, like, yeah. And that's... Um, uh, you know, and and that's why it's creepy. By the way, when Vitaman says a couple episodes ago, "I'm glad to see my girls getting along." Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I I was I was like, "Oh, I'm three. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And in that in that sense is I think that and that is and so in some ways, you know, Parsley Sage is right that there is something weird about that that like part of the desire at least once um, certainly. It's interesting that even though the relationship um, between Stephen and Serena started possibly on very adult terms, as soon as it went back to New York City, um, she became a teenager, right? And so, I, 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 in some sense, like um, a uh, 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 Parsley Sage is right about uh, about the creepiness because it seems like he once. He is in it for the long haul. Sees them more like one another than than not, right? Um, sure. And, and that, right, and, my two, yeah, my two girls. Yeah, exactly. And similarly, I think again, then to go, come back to one of the other triangles that you mentioned, um, that similarly, Stephen and Nate are on the same like base of a triangle vis a vis. Um, Vis-a-vis uh, Parsley Serena, Sage. right? Yeah, well, Serena or, and Parsley, Parsley Sage, Sage, right? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's, it's definitely a like. It's like oh, like right. And there's certain like rules of this geometry, right? And there is a kind of um, you know, uh, it's a 
you know, one of the great kind of at least axioms or theorems of social geography is the is the bros before hoes postulate, right? Yeah. And so and so I think that that is and they 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 follow that code, right? In the episode where they go to the the horse show, that they are like broing down pretty um pretty vigorously, pretty easily, right? And that um and, and you know and it's and, and it's just so awesome like i think that there's a great bit of like writing and acting to really get that kind of um the the homosociality right i mean this comes back to one of the core concepts right that that, um like they really are able to ignite their uh their their homosocial flames without any problem um but i I want to suggest further i want to actually penetrate further into this (laughs) Yawning darkness <laughs> um, the uh, into the formal organs uh, and say that the 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 like the taboo the sort of trauma that 's being gotten at here is incest right <laughs> it's, it sort of goes it sort of goes with the uh, with the Rufus Chivy hookup, it goes with the kind of the sexualization of Sage by being by being associated with Serena, who her father is fucking, and yeah. also by fucking Nate, right? Who <laughs> fucked Serena, who her father is fucking? You know what I mean? Like there right. by the, well, by, the also, by the transitive property yeah. of penetration, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also let's not forget again the kind of original kind of uh, incest panic at the core of the show, which is um, dance arena, right? Um, and and that kind of the fear of that taboo um, is one of the real kind of laws of social geometry that's driving a lot of the the lava lamp action in in really like seasons one through three, I believe. Sure. Um, as you have the various permutations of uh, Rufus Rufus Lily. Um, Dan Serena and we have all evidence that you know regardless of how we'll see um, um, Parsley Sage around in the these last run of episodes that we we see the lava lamp kind of resetting to um, Serena and and Dan. Yeah, I think um, that's I think that's I think that's right, but not before not before. And this is the last little turd of knowledge I want to drop on this uh, particular you know particular spot where I eat um, the. Uh, the, the we the viewers are are kind of made complicit in in mm, this mm, by of sort of by sort of deriving pleasure. I, I was surprised actually that some of the Nate and and Sage Parsley Sage stuff got as explicit as it did in terms of like them actually being photographed in bed together, uh, yeah. and then kind of some of the dirty talk, right? Like because you know I don't know for for like primetime television discourse, this is you know this is OMFG. Uh, uh, this is OMFG material. So it's, you know, we are, we are kind of, you know, part of the, the genius of the show is that by sort of in, in the course of, of not exactly glamorizing, but in, in, in the, the, the course of revealing the glamor of, uh, uh, these things, we are sort of not let off the hook and our complicity with the, our complicity with the, the kind of the, the sort of incest, the sort of traumatic incest at the core of, um, at the core of a lot of these things that are going on, uh, is, is, uh, our complicity is raised anywhere. Our complicity is highlighted. Right, right. I think it's very interesting. Um, I think that one uh, one other comment I had on this is as we were talking, uh, you know, uh, as you were kind of describing this incest taboo and this incest trauma, um, it made me think of yet another kind of uh, classic 
piece of American serialized uh, uh, te- televised fiction fiction of the last ten years. It's probably not even the one that you're thinking of, uh, or if you're uh, thinking of one at all. But it's actually Arrested Development, um, and sure. and and interestingly that these kinds of again these kinds of traumas of of legitimacy and kind of ultimately one of the other kind of themes that you're circling around here is loss of innocence um, are very much throughout um, Arrested Development uh, as well, but in a much more satirical way. But again, in some ways, <laughs> um, you know, building houses in Iraq is uh, and mo- right. the model homes in Iraq is 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 the is is literally a the kissing cousin of um, <laughs> of, of Sudanese oil. Um, and and again, the the kind of uh, incest panic. Uh, Runs throughout um, throughout Arrested Development and kind of intertwines again with um, various natures of, of, of capitalism uh, and real estate. Actually, right. So it's I've never really thought of of the Bluth family um, as an analog to the um, the Bass family, you know, the, the, to the Bass family um, and the Rhodeses as well, right? But it's there's something kind of core uh, as well, and so I mean that almost um, makes me want to, you know. In fact, there are uh, there are teenagers uh, in, in Arrested Development, so maybe maybe we can uh, elevate that uh, up to a TFT show because that's you know up there in the pantheon um, uh, of of kind of you know the, of the you know great. TV shows of the last uh, decade, um, and it's kind of in the OTI canon, but we haven't really even touched it um, in in on TFT, which is interesting. Uh, I don't know if it's you know because it's it's uh, comedy or just because it is um, you know it's it's it, 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 it's interesting because it's I, just, it's, I have one I have one word for you. Yes, mother boy. <laughs> exactly, mother boy XXX. <laughs> I think yeah. with that, I think with that, like that tantalizing promise, uh, we might uh, we might call it a day for this episode yeah. of TFT. So, if you, uh, the listeners, want to penetrate into the yonic darkness of critical discussion of uh, teenager fucking, you can call twenty fat jog zero one. That's two zero three two eight five six four zero one. Tweet at TFT podcast. Uh, visit our Facebook page or email TFT podcast at overthinkingit.com. You can always join the conversation on the show notes um, for this episode. And we would like to, I mean, we'd like to talk, you know, uh, about how to commemorate the, the final episodes of, of Gossip Girl. Uh, Ryan had a great idea today that, that he texted me, and uh, we're, we're working on it. But if you have input into how, into a kind of fest shrift, uh, if you will, for the, the you <laughs> a know. conference, an edited volume, right? Exactly. Um, for the, for the conference, for the, the great scholarly conference, uh, for gossip girl, uh, we'd be very glad to hear those, uh, those suggestions and we can, um, we can begin a, a sort of seminar or a, a sort of uh, committee. We can begin the, the committee proceedings, um, for, you know, planning this, this, uh, conference slash edited volume in the comments on those show notes. You know, I imagine that it will, will cover, uh, the yonic darkness of, of Chuck's parentage. I imagine that it will cover the Chuck quest and the Jack quest and how they are, um, Related, it'll cover the the kissing cousins, the duct tape uh, nipples of anarchy, the the penetration of formal organs, uh, every critical sex junker, the Kickstarter triangle trade, but most of all, <laughs> these, these fucking, fucking teenagers. teenagers. <laughs>